You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And good morning and welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutt. And we're broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We're having a great discussion. This first hour is all about the Eucharist. Uh, We're kind of highlighting each sacrament each week and breaking it down and diving a little bit deeper into it. So it's only fitting that we have Jim Koenig, who is part of the Eucharistic Miracle Display in our local area. So Jim, good morning and welcome. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Jim. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Jim. Well, your grace today for being, I'm, I'm what they would call the B team. No, Girl no, can no. be with us. He's the A team. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm here at uh, Tyndall at St. Leo the Great Parish. Our pastor is Father uh, Joe Fassell. I have um, three children, four grandchildren, and a most fabulous loving wife. I retired from work about seven years ago, and then Earl and I met, and we've been dedicating ourselves predominantly with uh, Eucharistic display. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. Who put this uh, display together at the very beginning? Actually, it was uh, Carlos Acutis. Mm-hmm. I do believe that's his last name. Mm-hmm. And I do believe he's up for beatification. Mm-hmm. And as a young lad, <clears throat> he did all kinds of research on uh, the Eucharist, and he came across all so, some many. There's actually tens of thousands of miracles, but he focused on the ones that were uh, most accurate that you can follow through with. There was a lot of um, witnesses to it, and that's how we came up, or he came up with 145 miracles, and that's what we have in wow. our display. Oh, yeah. Um, for those listeners, um, is he blessed now? Uh, I don't know. I forget where I don't where know if he's, they've had it yet or not. I know he... He's he had, up for... But Carlos... because they're announcing the blesseds in Canada. They're announcing them, but they aren't actually doing it. I so see I don't what you're know, saying. Because of COVID, I don't know what his... So for, I can look it up. Though. For the listeners, uh, he's the young gentleman that you might have seen in the news recently where um, in his coffin... I guess mm-hmm. he's yeah. wearing Nike trainers and jeans, and so you might have seen that. That's who we're talking about, this young gentleman. Um, but just amazing that he pulled all of these together. So describe what we're talking about when we're talking about the miracle display. What does it look like? It's each miracle has has its own, um, uh, let's see, picture and story mm-hmm. uh, on a, on an easel, and it's approximately two feet by three feet in size. And we have them in rows on um, two-sided easels. And it, like I said, um, there's some maps of one in it. So there's a total of about 160 um, pictures showing the stories and, and the miracles. And if they're on, on tables with white, I mean, on um, red tablecloths. And it's very, very beautiful, very impressive. And most importantly, though, most importantly, you can sit there and read all about the, the miracles. Some of the miracles take uh, three, three. Um, what do you call them? Um, three poster boards or something? Poster boards. It takes three poster boards, most of them mm-hmm. are single. But it's very impressive and very very beautiful. Like when like Earl and I 
we always said the the, the unique thing with every time we go to a parish to set this up, after we got it set up, we just stand back and just look and survey, and it's, we never get tired of looking at it. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful, so pretty. Yeah. So, folks, we're talking about um, the Eucharistic Miracles display, and there are several that are traveling around the country, and um, we've had one in our diocese for quite a while. Um, We've been blessed to have it traveling. How did you and Earl get involved in traveling with this miracle display? Well, it's almost a miracle unto itself that Earl and I ever met, because we never really had anything just by, like, the last 11, 12 years. We actually were met, uh, got together by, by way of our two older daughters, who were John Mates in college at Mount Marty College. And uh, John Mates, they they used the same bathroom. But anyway, that's how to them we got. We, <laughs> Thank you for clarification. I was wondering. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what he said. I was like, what? <laughs> Makes I sense. thought I should probably explain that a little bit. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, Earl and I got together, and one day. He was reading the Sunday Visitor, and he saw an advertisement about uh, the Eucharistic display. And so he called the number, and the, the lady's name is Carol. She uh, answered and said, yeah, I got the information. I'll send it to you. It's on a disc. And that's how things got started. And uh, Earl gives me a call, and, and he made the comment, I think we really need to get involved in this. Best thing that ever happened to us, for he and I, anyway, in our mm-hmm. families. And it's very, and we've been doing this for the last 11 years. So it's been very rewarding in all the unique people we meet. And there's a lot of like-thinking people who are good, strong Catholics. And it's really reassuring. Well, and at the beginning, you and Earl really stepped out in faith um, because a lot of this came out of your own pockets, right? Pockets, uh, our own pockets, and friends. We had uh, a few friends that, uh, one one couple, they said, you know, we're we don't have that many years left, and we do have a few bucks here. This we like to invest that in you guys, hmm. which was quite that, that's the Holy Spirit talking. Yeah, and 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 so we got the posters made before we even had the the, the easels made. We already had the posters made. Then from we it's like as if we worked from the back going mm-hmm. forward. Instead, yeah. before we're back. Uh, anyway, and then had made the easels, and eventually, and for the first, I don't know how many years, we were carrying everything, everything in my van, in the back of my van. And then from eventually, we got a trailer, and the story behind the trailer is quite unique, too. Yeah. Well, so. when, you, when you go to set these up, so um, uh, let's say a parish... Um, request that you come out and set these miracle displays up so people can read through them and experience um, some of these miracles that have happened. What are some reactions that you've witnessed um, people who are attending the event? What kind of reactions do they have? Very mixed. Uh, and not all all the people there are Catholic. There's, there's a good number of, of um, non-Catholics. But uh, some of the, the unique... Uh, things we experienced, the the emotions, there are some people that be standing there reading, then all of a sudden they just break down and start crying. Mm. Just the Holy Spirit, just moving them. And and it, it, it's quite unique to experience. For one, like myself, experiencing it, 
And then you sit down with these people afterwards, and they'll sit there and start expounding on what they felt at the time. And it's, it's very heartwarming, very, very good. So um, what is one of your favorite um, posters that you have, Jim? It's actually two of them. I, the, the, the most recent one is in Buenos Aires, uh, in which, uh, you want the whole story behind that? or Yeah, if you could. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it, it happened in 1996. A priest, uh, a host, fell from uh, communion on the floor <clears throat> while it was being distributed, and then the, the priest took the, the host and put it into a, uh, a glass bowl with... Um, water to dissolve it and put it in the tabernacle. And a few days later, the priest went to check on it in the tabernacle, and it was no longer a host. It was actually flesh and blood in, in that bowl. And so a few weeks, months later, the, their diocese, and this is taking place in Buenos Aires, Argentina, that uh, we need to get this tested. And, and so they contacted this professor, uh, Ricardo uh, Castano, and uh, and they just they gave him a sample of of this flesh now that was a host. He and they said, "We would like you to give us tell us everything you know about this." And he said, well, "Give me some background about it." And they said, "No, this is dead information. I, we want you to give us everything that you can figure out from this sample." So he did. A few weeks, months later, he came back and he says, "This is what I came up. What I found that." Uh, this is human tissue. It came from a heart, the last valve that pushes the blood through the human system. We know that it's a, a male. came from a male. Middle East ancestry. <clears throat> and um, we know that the, the tissue was involved in quite extensive um, pain, injury, because of all the white blood cells in, in the tissue, in the, in the blood system. But he says, I, I've come across some real, a couple real major problems. And they were asked, well, what's that? First of all, you said that this tissue was, you've had this for quite a few weeks and months. Normally, tissue after six minutes starts deteriorating and dies. And we can still see the red blood cells and white blood cells moving around. They're still alive, moving. And they said, well, what's the second problem? Well, we ran DNA, and we uh, we found the the markers for the chromosomes for the mother. There are none for the father. That's impossible. And he also took these samples and sent them to two other laboratories, one in New York, I think it was, one in Europe. And when they came back with the results, it was exactly what he had said. <laughs> and what was was interesting that same miracle he's working with, he decided to go to Italy because he learned about the miracle of Lanciano, and he was afforded a sample of that, ran it through the, through the same, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Tests or something? Tests in Europe mm-hmm. and then his own, and everything came back. They said that tissue was the same, came from the same man as the first tissue. And that's 1,200 years separation in time, over 1,200. That is impressive. <laughs> I, 
mean, I've read this book, I've studied these miracles, and I am like dumbfounded. I have, I've even studied this one, and I never knew this part, the last part about the DNA. I mean, are you kidding me? It's amazing. Oh, Lord it, Jesus. It really Help my unbelief. Amen. Amen to that. Most definitely. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about Eucharistic miracles um, with Jim Koenig. And we have to take a break. And then when we come back, Jim is sharing with us some of his favorite miracles in this miracles display that he travels with. Um, so we're going to hear what your second favorite is. <laughs> if that's his first favorite, you know, oh my gosh. So stay tuned, folks. More Real Presence Live and Jim right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. As a working adult, you know the value of a dollar and you expect quality for your money. Now is a great time to further your education. The University of Mary offers degrees for working professionals with flexible learning options that are truly competitively priced. Apply now for any of our online programs and we'll waive your $150 enrollment fee. A quality education at an affordable price. Discover the University of Mary difference at online.umary.edu. This is Father Jacob Boddicker of the Society of Jesus serving in the Diocese of Rapid City. I think my favorite part of being a priest is just the gift of being able to see a person on the level of the soul and that beautiful privilege of people trusting in the priesthood and trusting me and showing me what God has been doing in their heart. That privileged perspective on a soul that really only God has a right to, but Jesus in his goodness has chosen to let me see that work as well and to be a part of it. And so to to labor in the vineyard, not only in the world, but in the the hearts and souls of his people, uh, I think is the, the most beautiful gift of my priesthood so far. This is Agnes Lucy from Harvey, North Dakota, and I'm almost 90 years old. The advice I would give to others is to have faith in God, trust and believe he will help you, and surrender to his will. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father John Rutten. And we're broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. If you've missed any of our amazing discussions this morning about the Eucharist, Always check them out on the podcast later today, or you can go to realpresenceradio.com. So we're talking with Jim Koenig, and we're talking about the Eucharistic miracles display that he travels with. I had asked him um, what are some of his favorite miracles in the display. And so, Jim, you were going to share with us your second favorite miracle um, in the display. So what is that? The first two 
would have been the, the miracle at um, in um, Buenos Aires. Oh, okay. And the second was Laciano, and I'm including those two together. Okay. And I have uh, two other ones that strictly is nature-driven. Okay. How animals, when they encounter the Eucharist, what they mm-hmm. what do they do? And right. there was like in 1227 in Rimini in uh, Italy, uh, a donkey was passing by some hosts that were uh, lost, but somebody threw him in, in the, like a ditch. Stopped. He stopped and knelt down right in front of where those hosts were at. And I just found that quite interesting. And then there's another one in which a priest was crossing a, a river, a creek, and he had a, a ciborium with some hosts, and he fell, and some of the hosts fell into the river, into the river, and he was just flabbergasted, like, "What am I supposed to do now?" And then there were some fishermen down the river, and they yelled at Father, "Father, come here quick!" And the fish had collected the the hosts and were sticking their heads out of the water, and the priest pulled, took the hosts from their mouth. I just thought find that quite interesting. Yeah. Well, and have you seen the one where they're they're looking uh, for? Uh, I think it's it sounds terrible, a bomb or drugs in that foreign country, and the dog lays down in front of the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, that that was yeah. in the United States here. Was yeah, the it? dog is trained to find the presence of people that are hidden yes. when an earthquake or a bomb or something. Yeah, and he went and sat in front of the tabernacle because there's a person in there. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. How much more confirmation can we have? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of the time uh, I was watching, and I don't think I was really practicing the faith at the time, but, you know, you're always asking questions. You can't get away from asking the questions of life and faith. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was watching the Discovery Channel, and it was a story on uh, um, Scandinavians, and their common ancestry, and it said that they traced all of the Scandinavian women by studying their their irises in their eyes. They traced them all back to a single mother. And I was like, wait a minute. If they can all be traced back to a single mother, then then all women can be traced back to a single mother. (laughs) You know, and I was like, ah, Ah, Eve, Eve. the origin, like, you know, so it just reminds me of this, uh, that science and faith have this compatibility. And when you allow the mystery to open itself up, it does reveal itself. It doesn't contradict itself. It might not explain everything because you can't explain everything, but, uh, to, to have this idea that, um, that this flesh would have DNA, you know, this DNA, I mean, I'm just like dumbfounded. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it also, I mean, just to have one Eucharistic miracle for someone to experience and really look at one, like this is a fact. Yeah. You know? And Jesus Christ risen from the dead is a fact that we have to encounter that mystery today. But sometimes I think when you're put in front of a miracle like that, especially with like Argentina when it's recent, I mean. Well, and I think it's funny because it proves that God knows us so well. Say more. And what what do you mean? (laughs) Because, you know, we have talked about how we truly believe the presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. And we've talked, our first segment was about how beautiful that is and how miraculous Mm. it is and how, what a gift. Mm -hmm. And yet we're still human at the core. Oh, 
because yeah. we still get really excited by these Eucharistic miracles. When if we didn't have the human side of us, mm. we would just be like, "Well, yeah, duh, of course, it's Jesus, of yeah. course," you know. But we still we're like little kids, <laughs> and, it's, and it's fun to see the miracles. Am I making sense? Yeah, I mean, I think that's. <laughs> I think this is a dynamic of faith uh, that we can. We can think faith is about like studying more information, but faith is the is a pass uh, a process that you go through when something really happens and it inspires wonder in you. It's a dynamic. Mm-hmm. You can't end up at greater faith without first passing through wonder. There's no possible way. If if you're doing that, then you're actually not increasing in faith. You're increasing in information. Yeah. But if you end up at greater faith. I believe Jesus Christ is risen present today, you pass through wonder and you're like, oh my gosh. And those moments are what produce it when there's real things and they connect in a way that only makes sense if the mystery of God is real. And you, your heart knows it. You're like, I either believe or don't believe. Yeah. yeah. And it's a grace that helps us come to say we believe. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So, and Beautiful. every day, you know. Beautiful. So, Well, Jim... You and Earl have been traveling with this Eucharistic Miracles display for years. Um, how has that impacted your life personally? Became a much stronger Catholic, I would like to think, um, which makes sense. But it, I, I think the ability to be able to share more openly, and, and, and most importantly, I found out the ability to want to listen, hear people, People like to talk, and so a lot of times uh, I think it's really important to be able to just listen to other people and hear them. And and like like our little, we have a little donkey on the side of our trailer. Oh, you do. <laughs> and and like like our Lord rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. We must be like the donkey and and carry our Lord the gospel to the world. So let's, we should all be like a donkey. My thought. Yeah, wow. they even have T-shirts, Father. <laughs> and I oh have yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. What? Uh, how? What would you say to other people in the church, uh, or in other places, I guess, but primarily in the church? I'm thinking who um, maybe sort of see mission in a way that they feel like a priest has to approve of what they do or has to tell them what to do or mm. I don't know I'm you know we mm-hmm. belong to the church there's a place for that but I'm really struck that you're you're a layman you and yeah. Earl and that you have this amazing ministry and I feel like you don't need anything from me you mm-hmm. don't like you're enriching me you're enriching the church but it's sort of in a way different than uh, what would you say to other people who sort of feel stirrings like that or are waiting for something to happen and thinking it's somebody else that's well, supposed to do for, it? Well, for one thing, before we go into a parish, we always want the approval of, of the pastor. And we've been going to other mm-hmm. dioceses also. We need to be, have the approval of, the, of, the, of their bishops. But it's really important just to let, let the Holy Spirit move you because this is exact. Earl and I had the, are doing nothing. This is all being done through the Holy Spirit. And and it's like sitting back and just watch things move. And and when when I say that, we're also talking about how you're encountering Satan also. He wants to stop us. And there's been situations that 
he tried, unsuccessful, of course. But uh, just encouraging people to um, be, be a strong prayer life and, uh, and basically step out of yourself and uh, do what the Lord is prompting you to do. How would you? How would someone know uh, that it's the Holy Spirit at work? What are the signs for you that this is the work of the Holy Spirit? When it seems so impractical, or many times they're like, like we like to say, let's not do this anymore. Let's just quit. And we've mm-hmm. quit many times, many times. <laughs> and finally, we says, Lord, if you want this to continue, you bring, you do it because I don't have patience anymore. Within minutes, sometimes within a day or two, phone starts ringing. Would you mind bringing the display to us? <laughs> so good. Quite, inter- quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. Or God providing the trailer, providing a way to bring it around, and it's even just the amazing. easels were were quite quite interesting. How the easels came about? How so, did they come about? Well, we we were trying to get uh, uh, so they had a, two, a two-sided easel to hold uh, two two pictures on either side, and we checked all different places, and we had we found some, but it would take a semi-tractor trailer to haul all of them, oh. so heavy and whatnot. And so one night, Earl talking to our Lord, and our Lord says or showed him two crucifixes upside down and connected at the top. Voila. That's it. That that's it. The easels are two crucifixes upside down, and and there's an easel on either side. Voila. <laughs> God provides. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jim, thank you so much for joining us today, and give our best to Earl. I hope he's feeling better soon, and happy anniversary to Earl and his wife. I know they Most just definitely. celebrated 50 years, so beautiful, beautiful witness. So thanks, Jim, for joining us today. Well, thanks for the invite. Absolutely. God bless you guys. God and bless you. you. Okay, so we have uh, quite the dynamic. First hour was all about the Eucharist. It's awesome. Love Man, <laughs> I kind of now wish I could say Mass now instead of before. <laughs> You'll get it tomorrow when tomorrow. I say Mass. Yeah, it'll be more filled. Yeah, beautiful stuff. With so, awareness. But that is, you know, one of the beautiful things about being Catholic is the sacraments uh, are, operate on the efficacy of Christ and what they are. I mean, uh, so in some sense, I don't have to like muster up more for you to receive more. You know, each right. person's, you receive according to your disposition. So even if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm in a good mood, yeah, Jesus is here. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this.